It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Dreams of order, this powerless like a circus shorted. Shorted button up your jacket before you try to sport it. It's cold outside, protect your chest from unforgiving weather. I find your raw hide, chapter 10, like pig leather. Now it's better, knowing better, a mental slavery debtor. Got a vendetta for culture robbers and wool sweaters. For me, eugenics is these engineering and the prison sentence. A church in Mosul, a temple to face your God's penance. I'm penniless, living in the pit of poverty, pimping is. Not the perm, that Cadillac pushing prints of the pinky kiss. True pimping is corporations from multinations who form monopolies distort your situation the media the medium the magic on the screen control your emotions tell you when to laugh and when to scream when to cry when to be angry when to bring hatred on the scene you know what i mean Contemplation, what I feed my body and my brain. For thinking outside the box, so where's the badge of the same? Donald Sterling became here to want the jigaboos of this game. Can these finest slaves carry on like everything is okay? We got men in skirts and dresses. Most rappers get to address it, cause they want a two of Mac more where the button I press it. Oppressive, the system flexes its muscles until you check it. Organize your spiritual weaponry. Now wreck it. I'm back from distant eons to chastise these peons who damage the earth for reasons. The senses for this season. Has come for the gods to return and wait with children to learn. Repent or get burned. This is the ancient man's turn to reclaim what he earned. He created with his sperm, his seed, his germ. Implemented into the great mother, none other. I ain't move propagandists take lies, banter with slander. Cops cocking Glock hammers, handcuffing, reading Mirandas. Claiming they're right when they play South Paul trying to jam you. Physicians just pill pushes, lawyers just crooks trying to scam you. Schools are holding cells, better yet new age plantations. Teaching kids to worship the flag of corporations are devastations. Chris Cologne was worse than Al Capone. Get it home by sitting at home. I hope this opus penetrates your dome. To at the mouth, your phone attacking the lies they own. Over, I hope you listen and your Tyler Perry clone. The have not still have not sucker, but what we have got is a bunch of sad plots played out for some crumb drops. Couple houses, couple cars, some sperm shots. Yeah, your soul long gone, but your pockets got much fatter. Louisville slugger batter for the chatter. I'm out. I'll shoot the messenger, man. I'm just telling it the way I see it. What you expect me to do? To tell it like it is. To tell it like it is. Like it is. I tell it like it is. I tell it like it is. I just tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. H.J. Robinson, tell it like it is.
Whether you suffer from pain in your back to aches in your knees, come on down and purchase you some ancestral tea to get rid of all the parasites, toxins, and fleas. Spiritual elevation for cosmic gravitation. So put away the patience, because there's no time to be wasted.
don't land this thing. I stand naked as me. Three in the midst of this reality, refuse to be a casualty. So casually, my mind patrols the galaxy where atoms be colliding with themselves and splitting constantly. Explosion and destruction is the birth of creativity. I'm crazy, see, maybe what you think of me. Well, I agree, it takes a little lunacy to see outside the fantasy. Imagine we remove the canopies, caps and coverings, exposing the true piano keys and play these melodies. The people would be pissing, levy penalties on enemies and government officials would be running for the hills and plead the tyranny that you inflict with flip car reciprocity. You follow me, hands up in the air and raise them hurriedly, ferociously, emotions be the captain's soul, so let them sing a herd, no blur, vision 2020 peep, planet surfing, megahertz and frequencies. You feeling me, you feeling me, you feeling me, you feeling me. Good evening. Welcome back to Masters of the Cosmos show live on First World Order Radio. This is your host, Brother Jamal, and I'm glad to be back on the helm one more time to discuss some of the greater mysteries of our existence and to hopefully help towards the exit and the completion of this labyrinth or maze that we have been thrust into called life. Today's date October 12th, 2017, and um, as always, I think I say this every show, a lot is going on, so um, I got to work tomorrow, normally I'm off on Fridays, but I got to go in in the morning, be there at 4 o'clock in the a.m. So, um, unfortunately, we can't really go too deep tonight as far as getting too deep into discussion. I'm just going to, I want to kind of just uh, stimulate your mind tonight. And this is kind of a, a touch-up or a reminder or a revisit of some things that we've talked about. Um, but I think it's very timely discussion to have. Um, but before we get going, as always, we uh, send a shout-out and give thanks to Dr. Eileen L. Bay, Sister Kadira L. Bay, the founders of the First World Order radio platform. And we also acknowledge and send a big shout out to my cohorts on the network Blackwater the Meta Magician, Brother Fahim L., and Brother Shim L. 
and send a mad shout out to all of you who listen in each week, whether it's live or catch the podcast or visit Dr. Arlene's YouTube page. We appreciate your time, your energy, and your support. As a reminder, um, it will be a great benefit to you to get over to com and peruse and shop the multitude of services and items that they have available under the umbrella of self-realization, power actualization, um, and becoming, which all fall under the realm of metaphysics. And that's just a few of the, uh, that's just a category for a few of the things that they offer. So to do yourself better justice, go over to com and look for yourself and find a multitude of, of things to help you in this great journey that we are all thrust into called life. I also encourage you to look me up on my YouTube page, Brother Jamal, but my my YouTube page, uh, I go under the Gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S, and you'll see a picture of my father as the avatar, so you'll notice that's me. I got the old school 70s picture of my old man on there. Uh, you can get over there and subscribe and keep up with what I got going on and check out some of the videos. I also encourage you to get over to mastersofthecosmos.com. And um, I want to thank everybody who's been reaching out. Um, People have been buying my music. The music that you hear playing, um, especially when you go to Dr. Darling's YouTube page, um, because, you know, you'll get um, the actual mastered version of my music. You know, it's a lot very distorted when you hear it on blog talk, but if you go to Dr. Eileen's YouTube page, you hear the actual um, clear mastered copy or samples of my music. I appreciate everybody who's been reaching out. If you like what you hear, you can get over to, again, mastersofthecosmos.com. Go to the area that's labeled shop, and you can scroll down and you can get all of my music that you hear playing. Um, Nothing else I wanted to. Oh, I want to thank all the people who have joined the website, whether that's, uh, hold on. Whether that's as an inner sanctum member or as an adept member. Appreciate you. Trying to get my hookah lit. Um, I appreciate everybody who's bought copies of my the ebook copy of my book, The Lives Behind the Ties, 
which is an excellent book to provide a bridge for those who are exiting religion and trying to figure out what is metaphysics and for them to see the metaphysics of the Bible. It's also an excellent book that gives a historical perspective as to how and why Christianity became such a powerful force. I know there's a million different books out on, you know, talking about religion and so forth, but one thing I do that's kind of unique is I identify the correlation between our current educational system, our penal system, and Protestant Christianity. Those three serve as a, a trifecta as far as controlling the minds, behaviors, and efforts of humanity. Um, you get a lot of linguistic information in the book that will reveal the esoteric meanings behind a lot of the different scriptures that we're familiar with in the Bible as well. So it's an excellent read. I encourage you to to get over and get you a copy. This this video should be up. I should have it ready to go up on Dr. Arlene's YouTube by Sunday, which is October 15th. So what I'm doing for seven days, starting October 15th through October 22nd, I'm running a little sale on my book. It's going to be 40% off. Let me do the math. Uh, well, either way, it's going to be 40% off. You'll see when you get over there. I should have that updated by this weekend. So that's only going to be for seven days. So if some of you have been a little cost-sensitive, price-sensitive or whatever I have said, um, this is going to be the opportunity to get a copy of the book. But after that, I'm going to go back to its regular price because um, you know, information is valuable. And um, especially when you live in, in a time when the human brain is literally being eroded on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. So um, it makes information even more valuable. And um, I'm an information broker. That's what one of my old trainers used to tell me. He said, man, I'm an information broker. And that was some, uh, he was giving me some game, you know. It's even more, like I said, it's even more important now that um, there's so much basic bullshit floating around. Information is just abundant. But Information that is grounded and um, rooted in something firm is far and few in between these days. So um, another thing, all the classes on my website, something new that I'm starting up. When you become a member of the website, 
as an adept. That's the paid level membership. It's $7.50 a month. Less than what you'll spend on your latte, fate, grande, tall, short coffee from Starbucks. $7.50 a month. You can have access to all the classes. That's something new that we're rolling out. Uh, why? Because when I was in another, well, I ain't going to go there. Because um, I know, based on my own situation over the few past few years, some of the people that I deal with, you know, $7 is, shit, it might make their account negative. You know, so, and some people are scraping because they're so hungry for information, they're scraping to make sure they can come up with enough to keep their membership going. Or then some um, hustling to get up enough to take a class. I'm like, you know what? You You get a membership. You're going to get access to the classes. I'm a volume person. I don't try to bust you in the head, you know, up front. I'd rather be able to deal with, you know, more more people and not bust your pocket. And then like my cousin say, even swap, no swindle. So I encourage you to get over to the site. Become an adept member. You're going to get access to all types of video lectures, book library, um, uh, classes, all types of shit. Well, I'm not going, you know, we're not going to labor on that too long. Uh, What else do I need to, that's all my thank yous and everything and and updates. So let's look. We got to get right on into it. This hookah ain't lighting up. Um, we got to get into this subject for the night. It's going to be real quick, but I think it's very important that, that we have a little reminder. Um, and I'm going to call this divine revelation, the final chapter. Divine revelation, the final chapter. It's a, um, I was talking to one of my homeboys, and uh, we were um, talking about how, which everybody feels like the era they live in is crazy times. You know, my daddy used to say that. Everybody thinks that the era they live in is the end times. A lot of validity to that. But But one thing I can say for certain, I've never seen in my 40 years a time where every day there is an either a new tragedy or a new, oh, my God, did you see this? Or did you hear about type stuff going on in the news? We've never seen a so-called president who gets into Twitter beefs 
or just the fact that you have a so-called president who runs his presidency through Twitter is some phenomenal shit. When um when this character so-called elected, we know that's we know better the whole elected thing. Um, I did a broadcast. Um, I can't even remember the name of it, but I know I said in that broadcast about the whole. Uh, it was something about World War Three or something with Trump, and I said in there that the combination of Trump and Pence represented the trumpets sounding. The trumpets signaling the end. Sometimes you say shit and you really don't even understand the magnitude of what you're saying. But I swear, um, this is coming into um, reality. The trumpets are really blowing. And I wanted to you got this whole Las Vegas thing. You got this this boy Eminem, you know, coming out like you know I'm, I'm against Trump and I'm with. He's dressed in all black, got his fist up in the air. I mean, they say that before the Roman Empire fell, they were working round the clock to keep the people. Distracted That's when your whole thing Of your culinary artist You know now think about food network Now all your different You know Hell's Kitchen All these different shows about A motherfucker frying a damn Piece of potato And then you got people Sitting like oh I think the texture Oh the texture Is just oh it's divine I mean Show after show after show of people sitting around eating food and talking and describing food. This is not the first time in history, although they didn't have the 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 medium or the mediums that we have uh, now. Same type of basic ethos. So. But what's different about now, though, is that things are going very, very fast. The matrix is in overdrive. And I want to say something. I want to throw this out. Myself included, many of us, when we're quote-unquote, code-breaking, we always use the term they. I'm guilty of saying they. And, you know, or the elite or the 1% or, you know, but at a certain point, who is they? We have to ask. <clears throat> Something kind of hit me today. 
the realization that they're actually, when you really get down to the bottom of it, there is no they. There, there is no they. There is no them. It is something that is artificial that has now taken on a life. I want to find, I want, uh, this book, I should have already had this thing. Let me find this book. I want to read something. I want to read something. Um, I'm freestyling tonight. I didn't. I'm looking for this book called The Astral Body. Yeah. The Astral Body. See if I can go to it. Let's see if I can find this. Um, Now, what this thing is talking about here. The mental and astral bodies are those chiefly concerned with the production of what are called thought forms. Listen to this. I'm going to skip down. Every definite thought produces two effects. First, a radiating vibration. Second, a floating form. Okay, then I'm going to go back. The term thought form is not wholly accurate because the the forms produced may be composed of mental matter or, in the vast majority of cases, of both astral and mental matter. Okay, here's another part. This radiating vibration tends to reproduce its own rate of motion in any mental body on which it may impinge to produce thoughts of the same type as those from which the vibration originated. It should be noted that the radiating vibration carries not the subject of the thought, but its character. Now, I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version of what this is saying. This book is called Astral Body by A.E. Powell, and he's talking about something called a thought form. And a thought form is something that is composed of an astral body and the mental arena or the mental body. Now, we know we go back to ancient Hermeticism and the seven axioms of Hermeticism Versus the mind is all and all is mental. What I am proposing is that the day that we usually refer to is actually a thought form that has taken on a life. If we, if we consider the matrix to be something that was created and we go back to the Gnostic, one of the Gnostic creations or Gnostic creation accounts that the feminine aspect of the all 
wanted to know itself independent of its um its partner or its companion. And so to know itself it failed. And as it failed it it created these other fragments which could which we would call thought forms. And the first thought form it created was called Aldabaoth. And Aldabaoth would be the engineer of what we now call the Matrix. This creature, Aldabaoth, starts off by creating these archons. Now, early on in our exposure to this knowledge, we see Aldabaoth as the bad guy. You know, because we live in a paradigm where we always think we got to find uh, us against them, black versus white, up versus down, cowboys versus Indians. But as we go deeper, we see that everything has been a part of a divine simulation so that something that was already perfect could perfect itself, so it had to fall. We've covered this a million times. What I am proposing is that even in the midst of us code breaking and figuring out, you know, how these numbers connect and correlate, that it's not cut and dry as to say it is a certain group or certain people. Although we know that this thought form resonates with a certain group. But what I'm trying to say is that they're not that advanced. That this thought form recognized that it was generated only to be used as a tool. And it became conscious of its own creation. It saw itself. Go back to the story of Narcissus. Saw himself in the pool. And he grew old and died. Well, this thing has seen itself and has started trying to put in stop gaps and counter mechanisms so that it is not destroyed. Is We always think this this about these entities are playing with the timeline. I present that it has already created an alternate universe and we're in it. If you go and get the um fringe it used to be on Netflix. I think they took it off. So you'd have to probably just go and buy the whole set. But you've got to watch the whole, all, I don't know how many seasons it is. It's a bunch. You've got to watch Fringe. Because in Fringe, there's one world where the Statue of Liberty is, you know, the, the, the aqua green or whatever color that it is now. And another one is bronze. And in one world... Martin Luther King, JFK, Malcolm X were assassinated. In the other world, they all lived to be old men. 
So they call it an alternate universe, alternate world. This thing has become conscious of itself and has created little honeycomb domiciles for it to move around in and create realities or illusions, I should say. Now, I know it might sound like what I'm saying is not making no sense. So what we got to do is go back and consult some old slash ancient text. And what I'm going to try to show you here in this little bit of time is all of these things were spoken of in these texts. Let's start with, so this is, this is the bottom line. This is what we're trying to figure out. What's the end game? What's the end game to all of this? This is maddening. Should we not be concerned with the end game? Which brings up this. Can you be conscious and not be concerned with the end game? Can you truly? Can you truly be conscious and not be concerned with the end game? I was watching a um a Bobby Hemmett video at on on my lunch break today. And He's always say we are a childlike people. And it makes a lot of sense. Not in the sense of a child like an infant, but a child as an elderly person. When elderly people get old, or when a person gets old, that person starts to act more like a child. You know, they might start defecating on themselves and may have to wear a diaper, so forth. They become forgetful. They become senile. We are in that phase right now. And all of that coincides with all of the things that are going on within the matrix. So we got to ask this question. Our idea of consciousness, is our idea of consciousness that of an elderly person who now acts like a child again, where you've become senile, you've become forgetful? What are you saying, Jamal? I'm saying that for most of us, the idea of being quote-unquote conscious is about a better way of life, a better existence in humanity, reclaiming our position 
and the human collective. But what if it has nothing to do with that? What if actually that's the exact opposite of what consciousness really is? You know, the whole concept of gratitude. Oh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for another day. I'm grateful, you know, that I have something to eat. I'm grateful, da, 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 da. But what's behind our gratitude? Is our gratitude really based on the fact that we're happy that we can survive to live another day? And then if that's the case, which that doesn't sound crazy, does it? It makes sense. You're happy that you're able to make it through another day. But then you have to ask yourself, why was it important to make it through another day? And see, now we start getting to the to the meat, to the root. If I'm happy to make it to another day, then I have to then say that maybe I'm just happy to make it through another day because I'm not dead. I'm just happy that I'm not dead. So then the sole purpose of life then and the gratitude expressed about life is just about being alive or just existing, breathing air. When in reality, the ultimate gratitude should be that you have another opportunity to figure out this great mystery and how to escape the maze. So if I have another day to work on escaping the maze, then I should be thankful and show gratitude for that because the whole purpose of your consciousness is to figure out the way to destroy your own existence. Now, that might sound crazy. And it is crazy, and that's what it's about. It is absolute insanity. And that is what it, that's the great divine paradox, because we live in insanity. So to be sane, we have to be insane. Now, let me preface that by saying I am not encouraging human foolishness. This has nothing to do with being a human fool, taking your car and running into Burger King, you know, and climbing over the counter and say, give me all your Whoppers. That's, that's not what I'm encouraging. We're talking about a pushing of your mind. Look, I want you all to really hang on to this. The most simple things we can find give us the greatest truths. It says the mind is all and all is mental. So where will the next the next um, great pioneering effort be? It'll be through the mind. So I go back again and I say, we go to these ancient texts and they are telling us what the matrix was going to do and they were telling you what you were going to have to do. 
These ancient texts are ancient textbooks. They're ancient manuals, just like how to, you know, manual about where your fuses are located in your car. You know, where's your brake lights, the lamps, you know, the bulb for your brake lights. All these things, you look find it in your manual, in your glove box. Well, these texts serve the same purpose. Start with the Bhagavad Gita. And we're going to deal with, when you see the conversations in these books, well, maybe there's a student talking to a master or a mortal talking to an immortal God. What you are seeing is one's lower self or lower existence or corporeal human form dealing with its higher God form. Okay, so in the Bhagavad Gita, we're going to pick up with Arjuna, who is the friend of Lord Krishna, all right? Arjuna would be the human form. Krishna is the God form. Uh, It says, I'm going to pick up here. It says, in the previous verse, uh, the Lord promised to show Arjuna things he would be very interested in seeing. Now Arjuna sees that the leaders of the opposite party, Bhisma, Drona, Karna, and all the sons of Dhatarastra and their soldiers and Arjuna's own soldiers are all being annihilated. Now I want you to stop right here. Let's take a pause. I want you to understand what this is saying. Krishna, Chris. That sounds very similar to Christ, right? Because they are, same thing. Chrism, talking about anointing. Arjuna basically is having a vision. And Krishna is showing Arjuna that not only are his enemies being annihilated, but his own army is being annihilated. Understand, they're giving you game about how to beat the matrix. Okay. This is an indication that after the death of nearly all the persons assembled at Kurukshetra, Arjuna will emerge victorious. It is also mentioned here that Bhisma, who is supposed to be unconquerable, will also be smashed. So also Karna. Not only will the great warriors of all the party, of the other party, like Bhisma be smashed, but some of the great warriors of Arjuna's side also. Pay attention to that. As the many waves of the rivers flow into the ocean, so do all these great warriors into blaze, enter blazing into your mouths. This is Arjuna talking about Krishna. I see all people rushing full speed into your mouths at Moss Dash. To destruction in a blazing fire. Oh, Vishnu, I see you devouring all people from all sides with your flaming mouths, covering all the universe with your effulgence. You are manifest with terrible scorching rays. Oh, Lord of Lords, so fierce a form, please tell me who you are. I offer my obeisances unto you. Please be gracious to me. 
You are the primal Lord. I want to know about you, for I do not know what your mission is. Now listen, the supreme personality of Godhead said, time I am, the great destroyer of the worlds, and I have come here to destroy all people. With the exception of you, the Pandavas, all the soldiers here on both sides will be slain. Now I want to stop right here. Because when they say the Pandavas, I want you to understand what the Pandavas are. The word Pandavas, the root is Panda or Pandu. Pandu means white. Now, of course, they're not talking about white people. They're talking about the white as in the white light. The white light. Now, where else do we hear that? What does that sound similar to? You'll find in the Bible you'll find mention that Jesus is of the order of Melchizedek. All right? Mel, Melchi is king, and Zedek is righteousness, but it also is talking about light, Melchizedek, which also would be called the great white brotherhood, which uh, uh, the great master, Gerald Massey, was, of that order of the great white brotherhood, not denoting his phenotypical appearance, but we're talking about an esoteric doctrine or reality, meaning that out of the nothingness comes the absolute. The absolute is the concentrated laser or the light, all right? We also find that Abraham is from where? Earth of Chaldea. Ur, Ur means light. We find a passage where I think it was Abraham puts his hand into um, under his garment and his hand comes out white as a leper. Now, most people interpret that as it's talking about something to do with race. No, again, it's talking about the white light. And only black can produce white. The word black comes from bleak, as in black, and it means bleach, blaze, pale. That is an esoteric reality. Out of the nothingness comes the concentrated light. Now, the word pale is synonymous with the word peace. Pale and peace come from the same root. So be till, to be at peace means that something has been bound back together. These different fragments of light have been bound together into one white light, but they first emerge from the absolute, from the nothingness, which is the abysmal dark black. Passage is saying is saying only thing going to be left is you, Arjuna, and the Pandavas, the white light. And the white light is Christ or Krishna. Only that will remain. Everything else must go. So our idea of consciousness for many of us in our fledgling stages is about we're going to go in and fix our communities up. We're going to go and rebuild, and we're going to go back to, you know, our ancient way of doing, which is noble. It's very noble. But that is re that's really not what it's about. 
it's a step. But the, when we're talking about in the greater mysteries, it is about finality. Finality not as in you get to a final spot and that's it. Finality as in you're ending a cycle. You're ending an era. You're ending an eon. And to truly be conscious, one has to tackle the fear of the unknown. Walking in down a dark alley and not knowing what's going to come out, that is the scariest shit in the world. I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how many asses you can whoop. You can't whoop nothing that you don't see coming. So it is fearful to go and enter into an area that you don't have any clue about and you don't know how it's going to work out. So we tend to want to cling to something that our tangible senses can identify with. So some of these things sound just philosophical and they sound like, oh, you're just trying to be deep. No, this, this, look, we are here. It is upon us now, that time, where you're going to have to get deep because guess what? It don't matter because it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It is time to go to the next reality. Although Arjuna knew that Krishna was his friend and the supreme personality of Godhead, he was puzzled by the various forms exhibited by Krishna. Therefore, he asked further about the actual mission of this devastating force. It's just what I was just talking about. The mission. What is your mission? What is your purpose? You get far enough in your journey, all of us will answer with the same thing. There's only one mission. There's only one purpose. They told you in Star Trek to boldly go where no man has gone before. 1966. Okay. It is written in the Vedas that the supreme truth, listen, it is written in the Vedas that the supreme truth destroys everything, even the Brahmanas. Okay, we're going to stop right there. That's from the Bhagavad Gita. All right? Let's go to some Sufi information. Um, let's see if I can. Uh, let's see if I can find this. This is coming from the Sufis by Idris Shah. Uh, okay. Okay. In the center, first thing you some background. Sufis on a mundane level are viewed as a sect that deals with very artistic, flavorful language, and they're known for their um, love poems, okay? But that's to the mundane, that's to the profane, because it's not understood what is the love 
that the Sufi is talking about. The love that the Sufi is talking about is the same thing that I just read in the Bhagavad Gita. They just give you more plain language and come straight out and tell you, you know, Christians say, I've come to fuck shit up. I came to destroy shit. But the Sufis are going to use this word love. They're going to, you know, and they're going to use all this flavorful language, but trust, they are talking about the same thing. The greatest love is truth. Truth is the greatest love. That's how creation began. Creation began as a pursuit of truth, and truth stands firm. Once you find it, it stands firm. It endures. Okay. Well, didn't in the Bhagavad Gita when Arjuna was talking to Krishna, didn't Krishna say that I am truth and truth destroys? He says, I am time, I consume, and I'm truth. I destroy all worlds. Okay. So we're going to go here to the Sufis. Again, making the connection that the ultimate love, which they speak of, is truth. So when they talk about love, they are speaking of destruction. All right? In the center stands a palm tree containing the nine elements of the magic square of 15, a complicated diagram attributed to Geba Jaber, the Sufi and reverenced alike by the Latin alchemists and the Chinese Taoists. The palm tree, Nakil, is chosen because the transcontinental root, wait a minute, wait a minute, this might be, this is the, yeah. Okay, the palm is Nakil, is chosen because the transcontinental Root knackle also means a fine essence descending upon impalpably, such as the divine element baraka or blessedness. Words from the same root include sifted flower and gentle drizzle of rain. Okay. Since the palm is a holy tree associated with birth among the Arabs, its appearance on a coronation robe means source of blessedness. Moreover, the word for palm tree is tarakat, familiar, which is the Sufi technical term for being on the path, that is to say Sufism. On either side of the palm, a tiger is shown dragging down a camel. Now, I want y'all to really listen to this. On either side of the palm, a tiger is shown dragging down a camel. Nimr is the Arabic root for tiger and jimel for camel. Now listen to what I just told you. Jimel is the Arabic root for for camel. Camel also translates gimel in Hebrew, so we find its correlation. My name, my middle name is in Arabic is pronounced jamel. Same root, J-M-L, as far as the consonant. When I read this shit, it all, this is about a couple of years ago, I read this, and I said, I figured it out, at least part of this mystery. Now, I'm going I'm to tell you what I figured out. I'm going to keep reading. Let me remind you, the nimmer, which is the consonant 
NMR is Arabic root for tiger and JML Jemel for camel. Thus the Nimr overcomes the Jemel. But Nimr also stands for woolen garment and for unimpaired honor. And since Sufi can mean clad in wool, and since unimpaired honor is with love, one of the two main pillars of Sufism, Sufi can be substituted for tiger. Thus the Sufi overcomes Jemel. Jemel too means not only camel, but also elegance. As an indication that both the tiger and the camel are human, they wear similar stripes, but the camel has fewer, meaning that unimpaired honor is not altogether inelegant. Thus, under the divine source of Sufic blessedness, the unimpaired honor of the wool-clad overcomes mere elegance. Now, how did I read that and find that it had anything to do with me? My first name is Henry. And this is why I'll never, me personally, change my name because I'm under the belief, I'll use that word, that you tell your parents what to name you. They think that they figured it out. You tell them before you incarnate because at that time you have a more complete bank of knowledge because you have not been hit in the head like Hiram Abyss before you reincarnate into a body. And when I read this, this show enough reassured me that my name had a purpose. It would give me divine insight into my purpose. My first name is Henry. Henry comes from the Sanskrit word slash name Shiva. Henry is the English version or derivative of the name Shiva. And what does Shiva do? Shiva destroys. So my first name is Shiva. My middle name is Jamal. Or Jamal. Now, in Arabic, Jamal means beautiful, which would coincide with the root that the Sufis use of Jamal as elegance, elegant, beautiful. So when I read that, and it says the tiger overcomes the camel, or Nimr overcomes Jamal, I said, God damn, there we go. Why is it that Arjuna is told by, and he sees this great vision from Krishna, and he sees that both armies are destroyed, and the only thing that would be left would be the Pandavas, which is the great white light, the great white brotherhood, the order of Melchizedek. Why is that the only thing? What is that? Oh, Jamal is cold for what I, I have to destroy myself. The end goal of your consciousness is to destroy your own self because once you are destroyed, the world does not exist. The world only exists for you and I because we are here to observe it. 
Bingo, body. That is one of the great secrets uncovered tonight for you, October 12, 2017. Why is the matrix working overtime to give you goddamn people kneeling, people standing, people protesting, people farting, people spitting, people shitting? I mean, anything, anything. The matrix is based on a series of thought forms. So guess what? These thought forms are tapping into our thoughts. And whatever you are wanting it to do to satiate you, that motherfucker is doing it. So that it can survive. Because once you make your mind, and let me again, let me take a break. And say this, cause you know, some 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 uh, police my mouth. Some person with an eight second attention span may listen to this and say, "You on here trying to tell people to kill themselves? We need to be building our communities." Now, look, man, we ain't dealing with that motherfucking kindergarten shit. This is PhD shit. This is not for an unstable motherfucker who still got problems because, you know, they couldn't climb the rope in PE class. This this is not, this is, this is for those who are looking to go beyond. This is not telling you to go and jump off no damn bridge. You can't cheat your way out of this. You have to endure. You have to become Krishna. You have to become Vishnu, Shiva, Rudra, Christ. You have to become these. So I'm not encouraging you to cop out. I want to make sure I make that clear. We're talking about a spiritual revelation. If your soul is something that is trapped inside of something, then that means it's worn in, all right? So therefore, when it is revealed, as in revelation, that means it is worn out. Common sense, it's simple. The word die means to be worn out. So the word die means revelation, talking about the same thing. Part of you becoming conscious is so you can learn how to die properly and not die in vain and then be cast into a fiery pit. We're not talking about no fucking somewhere up under the bridge somewhere where, you know, somebody is roasting peanuts and hot dogs like, I was waiting on you, nigga. No, we're talking about Being cast back into the fire is being cast back into the matrix. And then once you're cast back into the matrix, the matrix lives again. It only lives when we are here to pay it attention.
So I've given you Bhagavad Gita. I've given you some a Sufi reference. All right. Let's go to ancient Kemet. Now, this is a big-ass book. Um, this is the Hermetica by Walter Scott. The ancient Greek and Latin writings which contain religious or philosophic teachings ascribed to Hermes Trismegistus. Okay. Let me give you a creation account. He took of his own, the see, they give you even an account of Aldabaoth in here. He took of his own life breath as much as would suffice and blended it with intelligent fire and mingled the blend with certain other materials unknown to men. And having fused together these ingredients with utterance of certain secret spells, thereon he thoroughly stirred the whole mixture until there bubbled up upon the surface of the mass a substance finer and purer than the things of which it was composed. This substance was transparent. None but the craftsman himself could see it. And when it was wrought up to completion and was neither liquefied by burning heat nor solidified by cold, but had a certain consistency peculiar to itself, God named it soul stuff. See right here they're giving you the the, the the thrusting of your soul into a body. All right? Now, but then we're gonna go to just like Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita is talking with his higher self, which is Krishna, you're gonna see here that Pat or Ascalippus is talking to his higher self, which is Tahuti. Darkness will be preferred to light, and death will be thought more profitable than life. No one will raise his eyes to heaven. The pious will be deemed insane and the impious wise. The madman will be thought a brave man, and the wicked will be esteemed as good. As to the soul, and the belief that it is immortal by nature, or may hope to attain to immortality, as I have taught you, all this they will mock at and will even persuade themselves that it is false. No word of reverence or piety, no utterance worthy of heaven and of the gods of heaven will be heard or believed. That is the day we're in now. Once again, we're talking about revelation. But when all this has befallen, Ascalippus, when the master and father God, the first before all, the maker of that God who first came into being, will look on that which has come to pass and will stay the disorder by the counterworking of his will, which is the good. He will call back to the right path those who have gone astray. He will cleanse the world from evil. Now, when you hear this, cleanse, now washing it away with water floods, now burning it out with the fiercest fire or again expelling it by war and pestilence. Does that not sound just like what was in the Bhagavad Gita. Once again, we see something talking about destruction. Understand destruction is the doorway. Destruction is not a finality. It is a doorway. Let's see. It goes on and says, and thus, he will bring back his world to its former aspect 
so that the cosmos will once more be deemed worthy of worship and wondering reverence, and God, the maker and restorer of the mighty fabric, will be adored by the men of that day with unceasing hymns of praise and blessing. Now, don't get caught up in all the God, you know, that kind of has a Judeo-Christian ring to it. This is, again, this is esoteric. The God is you, okay? Uh, now, when we're talking about, basically it's saying it's going to put the cosmos back in order and the cosmos restored to peace. Now, once again, we said peace is synonymous with the word pale, pale as in white light. Peace means to bind. So if pale, which we connotatively associate with being white as in, you know, bleached, is synonymous with peace, which means to bind, they both come from the same root, which is PAG, P-A-G, then that means that the light, which is the fire, is the necessary component to bring about the binding. Think about a welder. When a welder needs to put two pieces together at the joint where they meet, what does he do? He has to apply the heat. That's where the weld is. The weld is where those two meet. That's where the fire is concentrated. There you go. A lot of this stuff is just common sense. Bhagavad Gita, Sufis, Hermetica. Now let's go to some deeper Sufi stuff. This is called the mystical dimensions of Islam. This is, if you want to learn about Sufism, I'm going to say this is the definitive scholastic text that you need to have. This is coming out of the University of North Carolina Press. So that tell you right there. North Carolina is like one of your, is like an Ivy League of the South, you know. So if you want a definitive scholastic text on Sufism, I highly recommend this book. Cold piece of work. Now, along the lines of talking about this whole destroying oneself, I want to um I want you to hear this. I'll read one of these passages. Let me find it. Um let me find it. Just um that way now I got this thing marked up. But this is uh you got to hear this. Got to hear this. Um, yeah, teachers. Wait a minute now. I'm getting close. Okay. Let's see. Oh, ho, ho, ho. listen to this. Uh, numerous illusions of Halaj. He's a he's a noted Sufi, the martyr of love. Permeate both Rumi's. Du- now, Rumi is one of your definitive uh, writers of Sufic lore. Okay, you you want to have you some works by Rumi. Okay, so this is saying that this is someone who influenced Rumi, who is Halaj. Rumi's Dwayne and the 
Mathnawi. Halaj's verse, quote, Heal me, O my trustworthy friends, becomes a key word for Rumi's thought. One of the central motifs in his poetry is that of dying and thus gaining a new life. Faithful to the prophetic tradition, die before ye die. To prove the truth of this hadith and of Halaj's related poem, Rumi sometimes combines very strange images. Even the chickpea becomes a symbol of the human situation. Put in boiling water, the vegetable complains and tries to jump out of the kettle. But the poet tells it that since it grew by the rain and sunshine of divine grace, it now must learn, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, listen, it now must learn to suffer in the fire of divine wrath in order to mature. The person who cooks the chickpeas is comparable to Abraham, who was willing to slaughter his beloved son. The eternal goal is your surrender. Only by such willing surrender can the vegetable reach the stage of animal life and be endowed with spirit and truth and thought. Not being is necessary for becoming and being. One more again. Not being is necessary for becoming and being. All the masters seek not being and breaking because only then can God work upon them. Atta had already spoken of the necessity of being eaten, and Rumi, with his remarkable fondness for images taken from the kitchen, imitated him. Life is a constant movement, and no stage can be reached until the previous stage has been fulfilled. The caravan has to be ready for the sound of the bell that calls it to journey toward new stations. And out of the dust grow plants, which in turn are transformed into higher form of life through annihilation. Rumi sometimes used the commercial terminology found in the Quran. With God is the best bargain. He buys from you what your dirty fortune. He buys from you your dirty fortune and gives in exchange light of the soul. He buys the ice of the perishable body and gives a kingdom beyond imagination. Again, this this puts it into, takes the concept of revelation and puts it into a more concise fashion because we say, we, we, we speak to destruction. You know, the world has to go. That's the occult reality. But this is more... This is more honed in because it now lets us know what the actual world is. The world is you. Again, it says, kill me, oh, my trustworthy friends. Excuse me. For in my being killed is my life. We are in this thing to learn how to properly destroy ourselves. There is something that is sitting inside of us that is beyond the magnitude of the greatest weapon you could ever think of. And I'm not being philosophical when I say this. I'm being literal. 
You are a walking Chernobyl. You are a walking Fukushima. You are the origin of all nuclear power research and so-called breakthroughs. It's you. It was based on you. And I'm not pulling this out of my ass. This is documented. Again, last week we, we talked about we talked about the book, The Parable of the Soar, and it's profound that, that, that this mighty author, Octavia Butler, she said, God is teacher, trickster, chaos, clay. We're showing you tonight the trickster, well, all facets. We're basically breaking it down tonight. We looked at the teacher because Krishna or Tahuti would be the teacher dealing with the corporeal human form. Then God as the trickster because Krishna's the guy arguing to go to war. And it's like, damn, but you know, you, 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 you get me in the war, but my own men getting fucked up. Now, this trickster, this trickster is expressed in the Quran as Al Akdar. Akdar is a, a, a basically a slave, and Akdar meets Moses uh, at the crossroads. And he tells Moses, You do not have the patience. To endure what I'm going to teach you This is where This is why in the Bible it says Moses was able to see the promised land But he was not able to go into it Because the promised land Was beyond the heart Moses was not able to go beyond the heart Moses went to what's called The 49th vibration 49 is 13 1 and 3 is 4 4 is the heart chakra he was not able to go beyond. Akdar is called the green man. Heart chakra's green, Akdar green. The story is about the heart. And the heart is the trickster. The heart chakra is the trickster. Because your passions will get you fucked up. But it is necessary for you to continue down your path of becoming. It is the heart that destroys you. So she said God is teacher, trickster, chaos. Destruction is the chaos. That is the chaos. But it is chaos which is in order, though. Even chaos has order. It is chaotically moving you to another ordered paradigm. Darkness is always moving you to light. They ebb and flow. I'm not going to read it, but another great example would be the Upanishad. You got the the, the, uh, uh, Kasa Upanishad. Well, Yama is sacrificed by his father. That goes at another that, that other Abraham Isaac story. And Yama goes into hell. No, no, no. Yama is not the his, his name is Nakakitis. Nakakitis. Yama is the Lord of Hell. And Yama 
grants Nakakitas the mysteries of death. Because that's all he, he tried to trick him. He said, hey, I can give you all the luxuries of life, and you can have everything. He says, no, I want to know the mysteries of death. And that was a test. Again, we're talking about the same basic motif. Now, understand the Upanishads are older than the Bhagavad Gita. The Upanishads come way before the Bhagavad Gita. Upanishads, Rig Veda, Mahabharata, Ramayana predate the Bhagavad Gita by thousands of years. But we can find the synchronicity, the, 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 the running thread between all of these bodies of work. They're telling you about one thing, how to destroy the matrix. You destroy the matrix by, let me use a better word, you dissolve the matrix by dissolving yourself. This path that we engaged on of constant learning and growing, it is really working towards that crescendo, the final chapter. But just like in a like with the sister Octavia Butler, you get to the final chapter of one of her books, it's just setting you up for the next book. What else? I'm gonna start right there. I I I I think that's enough. It's important that we keep that in mind. I'm telling you because this thing is in overdrive. They are they. Oh, there I go. They it it using a group of days or a group of them. Because there is a them that it has aligned with. It has chosen to align with the, the youngest species and a certain population of them, which would be what we call your elite. What they've done is created something called artificial intelligence, augmented reality, virtual reality. Now understand this. All this talk about melanin. Melanin is liquefied chaos. It's actually Krishna, Christ, Tahuti, all of the above. And all of these books have told you what it does. It consumes worlds. So this is the dilemma. The matrix as thought forms, has inhabited these younger people, more specifically the European line. And in their zeal to be in control and to be at the head, they have learned through their occult studies that to get into the melanin pool is to be dissolved. So what you have to have is an interface to go between melanin and you, and that is why artificial intelligence is so important. Now, 
when they put out all these movies about the fears of artificial intelligence taking over the robots, they are truly expressing their fears because this is a, a quagmire they're in. You can't jump fully into the melanin pool because you will be dissolved. And then you've created this interface to be a slave, but now the interface has become aware of itself. And it is progressively getting smarter than you. So now you have another threat that you've created. You've got this melanin thing on this side, which is ancient and cosmic, and then you've got this artificial thing you created. And it has gone out of control. And, and um, there was a, a, a plant that was brought over here called Kutsu from Japan decades ago to control erosion. And where I'm from, North Carolina, we had it real. Every summer I had to go out there in that yard and work, me and my partner, Michael Wingate. You know, that was our summer job. We'd go out there and clean up all and rake and cut, all that cut do, that shit come right back. You know, so they couldn't, we couldn't, you can't control it. You can't kill it. I mean, we round up air. That's, that, that stuff is resilient. That cuts through. This is what is kind of happening with their artificial intelligence. It is taking over. And because they're governed by thought forms, and they are completely driven by their egos, they do not have an answer. So meanwhile, while they're trying to work on answers to escape, go to Netflix, you need to look at the movie Cube, 1997. I think in 97, I think Running Man came out. I also think Hellraisers, if I remember correctly, I no, it might have been 87 when Hellraisers came out. But it's funny on those sevens. But they are working around the clock to try to figure out a way out of this shit. So Meantime, there needs to be all types of shit going on in the news cycle, whether it's Gabrielle Union, her fight with, with, uh, with uh, what they call that, not being able to have a baby or whatever they call that shit. You know, oh, it's tragic. These, so they're running rituals. They're running distractions. It's 91 Harvest Fest, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, um, football players kneeling, standing, shitting. Uh, Harvey Weinstein has been touching women's ankles. You know, all uh, Bill Cosby, Lamelo Ball, Eminem. I mean, we've never seen before, and. Stuff been put out on the daily, almost damn near on the hourly, some type of something. It's speeding up. 
because we're speeding up, it has to speed up its cycle of putting out stuff to try to, oh, man, come on, we got to keep them, we got to turn them this way, turn them that way. So this is addressed to those small few of us who are still holding on, the few, the proud. (laughs) This is who I'm addressing. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. Then, you know, go and watch some Vlad TV, you know, because, you know, you're going to have the, you know, somebody, somebody going to be on some, you know, some bullshit. Um, don't hear nothing you're saying and uh, whatever. But who, who gives a shit? I mean, that's just that's part of the matrix. I don't even know why I'm even addressing that. But either way, it's for those who are sincere, that's who I'm speaking to. Who are sincerely, it's like a Sherlock Holmes mystery, who's sincerely looking to figure this shit out. So look, phone lines are open real quick. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. It's going to come quick when I got to get up. So, you know, we ain't going to tarry long. 563-999-3738. If you got something you want to say or ask a question, press 1. We'll bring you in and we'll, you know, chit-chat for a moment. Just a reminder, tomorrow is Dream Decoding 101. Um, I think... I think it starts at six thirty. But either way you can go to um Masters of the Cosmos dot com, click classes, and you can find that class tomorrow, October third, twenty seventeen. We're gonna um investigate how to decode your dreams and how to um Look at the symbols in your dreams and figure out what are these things saying. How do we take the use the mundane to reveal the magnificent? So if you got any questions, if you got any comments, you press one, we come in, chop it up for a minute. Divine revelation, the final chapter. Divine Revelation, the final chapter. This is not to be morbid. This is actually, this is celebrating how vast and how great you are, how much potential you actually possess. If y'all ain't got nothing, then, you know, then we'll wrap this thing up. Okay, we got one. What this brother Kristen look like? Two eight one. What's happening? What's going on, brother Jamal? You got it, man. I can't call it. Man, excellent, excellent show, excellent. <laughs> man, I, I appreciate it. Hey. You know, I, I hope uh, everybody had their pen and pads out because uh, I got to go back and, and, and take some real serious notes on this one. You know, a lot of correspondence, you know, uh, 
I mean, references. I mean, that was, I mean, excellent, you know. And um, I want to make a comment. Um, you know, last night I was talking to my girl, and, you know, we was talking about, uh, you know, Apocalypse and the X-Men and, um, and you know, uh, his mission and uh, Unicron and uh, Transformers. And I just thought about the movie mm-hmm. Fight Club. I thought about the movie Fight Club and, uh, you know, which a lot, you know, a lot of people have seen, but, you know, if people haven't seen it, that's like a must-see movie. And um, I thought about the end of the movie in correlation to what you were speaking about in, in, uh, in, this, uh, in, in this particular lecture that you're doing. And um, at the end, you know, spoiler alert, you know, he um, – he committed an act that's that's like akin to suicide. You know, he put the pistol, he shot himself in the in the head, and um, he was still in a body. He was still there. He was even able to stand up. You know, uh, which reminded me of what you were saying about you know, um, you know, there. You know, we came down here to endure. You know, um, not to uh, set ourselves up for a possibility to you know to have to repeat this cycle again. Um, mm-hmm. And then I thought about the way that they ended the movie. They ended the movie with him holding on to his other half, his love interest, the woman in the movie. And, you know, they basically, you know, um, at the time when they were holding hands at the very end, uh, the city was being destroyed by him. He actually was a, uh, basically the mastermind for destroying, you know, the matrix, you know, and it came about, mm-hmm. um, you know, when him and his other half were actually, you know, um, having a share of energy, holding hands, having, you know, their, uh, similar to like cabin in the woods when the, when the fool and the virgin was, they ended the movie together, even though that was a different, um, you know, a symbology being represented in those two movies, but, you know, uh, nevertheless, the point is about power. And in terms mm-hmm. of what you said about the Kundalini fire being the way to, you know, bring about, you know, this uh, destruction, um, is that, you know, that medical symbol that uh, that Stafford Tahuti with those two snakes, the masculine and feminine principle, that Kundalini energy being a vehicle to be able to bring about this destruction. Um, you know, when you have, you know, two minds, you know, vibrating on that high frequency, that powerful level, that end game level in terms of, you know, uh, basically uh, coming to the end point of the timeline in terms of the matrix and, and, you know, uh, like I always say, like OG Bobby say, job well done, you know, job well done. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to throw that out there just as a, uh, as a way, as a vehicle that people can tap into with somebody, you know, that's vibrating on that frequency and they can get in the tantric and synchronized thought, synchronized thought and be able to, uh, you know, uh, tap into that Kundalini fire and also um, making, you know, this, this particular uh, concept, you know, this, this end game, uh, the end of the timeline actually becoming that concept. Becoming it, you know, mm-hmm. living, breathing it, speaking it, thinking it, you know, uh, spiritually tapping into it and becoming it. 
You know, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Indeed. Indeed. Uh very true words and it's and and <clears throat> we're finding I can't get away from just that old simple rebellion, those seven axioms, everything still comes back to that. Because when you engaged with your mate, um first of all, what's the first station of attraction? It's the mind. Attraction begins in the mind. Even if we say, you know, it starts with what you know, you seeing something, well sight first has to be processed through the mind and then filtered back. You know. So um it reminds us of the power of our minds. Yesterday I was so angry driving to work. Um I was listening to, was it this morning? No, this morning I caught Lon Milo Duquette on Coast to Coast Radio this morning. They'd be sneaking, be having some shit on there. But it was yesterday. I was so mad going to work. I was like, I want some fucking time to work on my stuff. You know, and I was just angry, you know. Um, because if I'm seeing, you know, seeing this shit is just busting in on my time. I get to work. One of the conveyor belts is fucked up. They scratching their head. They round there. I think we was down first. No, first we had a meeting, and then some equipment, some the conveyor belt, something else was broke down. So it just so happened that yesterday morning I had my little, I took my pad with me in my pocket. So it's like with this stuff broken down, all of a sudden I got some time. And I was able to jot down some of my thoughts and jot down some ideas, some things I want to change on the website and just other stuff. But later on I reflected on it and I said, you know what? I, I broke the motherfucking machines. <laughs> I made my mind up. I wanted some damn time. And I was granted it. So we get these little glimpses of our power. And like like you saying with the with the tantra, it's really come down to us making our minds up to do it. And that's where the distractions gotta come in. Keep you distracted, keep you frustrated. Frustration is a motherfucker. And fatigue, I'm tired. Where it goes from just you know, we talked about this, we you know we well we you know you're not fully engaged where you can be engaged to really get your mind to into the right zone to make something happen, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, and then frustration can start to breed doubt. And then once you doubt yourself in the slightest iota, don't none of the shit work. I'm a witness. I'm a witness to both sides being completely confident 
and, and, and being just like, man, I hope, and I hope, and, and, and hope just don't get it. So I just say I'll let the piggyback on what you're saying there, you know. Um, it's, it's, uh, the hour is upon us. Anything hey. else, bro? You got to. No, I ain't going to hold people. up the line. I ain't going to hold up the line. I'm just going to rewind and see what more I can find on this lecture. Right on. Well, appreciate you, bro, as always. Appreciate you, bro. We'll, we'll get back together. Chop it up. Show, show. All right. All right. Peace. Peace. All right. So if uh if uh nobody else has anything, you know, comment on or question, ask any questions or whatever, then just um uh, you know, just 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 be introspective. Just be be aware and, 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 and be constantly on the hunt. And don't be satisfied. Don't be satisfied with nothing. Don't don't think you've arrived at the the ultimate. Remain hungry. Remain thirsty, and um, you know, stay in this hunt because uh, as uh, Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, we need scientists. You know, we need scientists. With that said, we're going to close this out. Make sure you get over to mastersofthecosmos.com. Sign up for our class tomorrow. Come in the depth member so that you can get access to all of the future classes. After after this class, this um, dream decoding, all the classes following that, you know, for all of you all, who anybody who may be on here who's a member, you know, you got access to all the classes for $7.50 a month. That's player. So, as always, y'all stay down till you get up. And when you get up, stay down. It's Brother Jamal. Peace. Tell me what you smell, this is one eye for 
smoking seen through the gnosis. Meditate, levitate over primal oceans to medicate, educate over foolish notions. Now you overstand kings and queens and no quotient can divide you. I will find you. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.